0: Agni here, welcoming you to edition number 82, Joe vs. the World. I am joined, as often, by a man who just successfully completed treatment to get his system of a down tattoo removed, Mr. Justin Shapiro. Justin, how you doing?
1: Good evening, Paul. How are you this morning, sir? Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Um, so, I hope you're having a really good day, and I like you a lot, and you're my wrestling dad. And my question is basically... Um, has it been talked about Or are there any plans that have been In the works Or any consideration being given For NXT to replace Wrestlemania this year Is that the kind of uh, Just even batted around as a concept Or is this like You know one of the things you, you are working on As part of your day to day And I will, uh, I will stay on the line and, and listen to the answer So I can talk more after
0: I can't. I, I skipped that call today, so it seems like the usual. Who is this? <laughs>
1: Where is Paul?
0: <laughs> Apologize. You're stuck with me. So.
1: Oh, is it? Oh,
0: oh hello, Joe. Sorry, Justin. Hi. Hey, yeah. I mean, let's, whatever. Fine. No doubt. Well, sadly, we are not here to discuss the mechanism. Can you put me through upgrade. to Paul? <laughs> sorry, I can't put you through it, Paul. This, I'm sorry, I just don't. If I could, I would. Believe me.
1: We'll take a message. <laughs>
0: All right. What's the message?
1: Bailey and Asuka is so hot in this business. And is there any any potential opportunity that they might just rename Ra to them and make it be them and not Raw?
0: I don't know. That seems. I'm not. I'm not Paul, but that seems uh, a stretch.
1: Well, ask it That was the message for you to ask him later. You, oh,
0: okay, sorry. You <laughs> anyway, okay. So, what, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> How about some 1997 WWF? Right. Can we pull that over? I guess. All right. Happy Hanukkah, by
1: the Thank way. Thank you so much. Happy TLC tickets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God Almighty. Happy. I'm paying money to see. Right out Tommy
1: Dreamer.
0: <laughs> Jack Slagger on a major pay per view.
1: But who invited them?
0: Who <laughs> indeed? I would like to know. Oh, I'm excited. What a fun Shapiro show that what was. What
1: are you more excited about? The tables, the chairs, or the ladders?
0: Uh the lack of stairs is mm-hmm. always appalling.
1: Surely Ryback and Rusev is tailor made for a stairs environment. <laughs>
0: Oh, goodness. Anyway. That, that is the present. We are looking into the past. We're jumping into 1997. So much to cover, we will likely be glossing over certain details or missing some key facts, so please be understanding. We want to get this out in a timely fashion. I think people will be surprised. This is a, a fairly quick turnaround time for us, meaning we did three shows this year, not just two.
1: So That's madness. <laughs>
0: sure it sure is. <laughs> All right. Uh, January. We should start on January 4th, the Famous Wrestling Day, because it was the debut of Shotgun Saturday Night. This was a live show from different hotspots, like the famous Webster Hall or the Mirage Nightclub in New York. So you had the WWF in small buildings with a smaller ring and bad lighting (laughs) and uh, a more adult bent, although they they couldn't do blood chair-throwing or heavy violence, so... It's get to so far. Uh, these shows were syndicated. I could watch on my local Fox affiliate. Did you have these in the, the Pittsburgh area?
1: I've never seen a shark on Saturday night. Really? I've only seen the, the notable clips that I think we talked about last time. Escalators, Tombstone, and um, really just that. Terry Funk's being <laughs> weird. Yeah, uh,
0: yes. I mean, you also have the Headbangers. Debut ah, as yes. I love Marlena dropping her top to distract the Sultan mid-match. I'm at Johnson giving D'Lo Brown a Pearl River plunge on top of a car outside. Uh, Triple H getting Tombstone on an escalator, and the Undertaker driving oh. a train. Yes, sorry, Paul. <laughs> and the Undertaker uh, driving a train. I'm so the... sorry,
1: I interrupted the exact words in order. The Undertaker driving a train.
0: <laughs> I thought that was worth noting, but um...
1: Slam City.
0: <laughs> Alas, the actual concept of the show lasted only six weeks, and then it reverted to more of a. Um... Superstars-style show, and Superstars went to a, a recap form format later in the year. So, but yeah, this was, um, if you wanted to see a, a low-budget production with Bret Hart in it, then this was just <laughs> for you.
1: Well, this is the first iteration of the eventual uh, WWF loading up a show and then paying attention to it for, like, three months at most, and then p- turning it into, like, a jobber show? Um, I, superstars and, redux and main event and...
0: As far as a pure wrestling show, you have shows like Livewire, where it's like, fans, oh, you can yeah. call in, and then it's like, eh, no, mm-hmm. never mind.
1: I guess Action it's Zone, good. which we talked about, Lobos, and anything, oh, you we were like, hey, what's... it's fucking Brent Berzoni.
0: <laughs> yeah, that Legendary Tag Match, week two, and then week three, it was like, there mm-hmm. you go. <laughs> that's all we had. Um, I don't know, why aren't these shows on the network? It's, like, it's... It's a really idiosyncratic kind of show. There's not a lot of episodes. It's not getting any kind of compilation or, or DVD release. It just seems like the kind of thing you would put on to check out. Not that I'm complaining about the recent uh, litany of um, old school wrestling put on there, but it just seems like something that would be a no brainer.
1: Maybe Brett owns the rights to Shotgun. <laughs>
0: That's true. He was Maybe was part
1: one. of that 10 year contract. <laughs> Brett Hart got yeah. EP on Shotgun Saturday night. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, it's just they couldn't include the word shotgun because it's too violent, but they would yes. just put this disclaimer before it. Yeah. Do not reflect our current corporate views
0: of guns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> non-guns, <I> should say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I have to mention too that Billy and Bart Gun have. Speaking been of Law.
1: non-guns.
0: On <laughs> uh, backing up a little, the December sixteenth Raw, It was such a big match. Both their wives were in attendance, and. Um, wasn't that Billy trying to get with Sunny the last couple months? So Billy's wife is uh, pretty understanding, I have to say. Yes,
1: she just adheres to caving. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: remember it, when uh, Kurt Angle he had the big time hots for Stephanie McMahon, and then nine eleven happened, and he was <laughs> like, and "Here's Karen, my loving wife."
0: Yes, we all changed that day. I these I think were the actually set the Coldplay. Yeah, <laughs> these were. Um, Actually I believe office workers and not the original wives, which um it's probably because Bart's wife <laughs> yikes, you know. <laughs> he did not he did not upkick his coverage, I'm sorry. But um Uh anyway, late in the match Bart gave Billy a hot shot and Billy stopped moving. The match was stopped, they brought out the stretcher. Uh his wife got the ring screamed at Bart and um yeah. As far as we know, they they followed up, they said he was still paralyzed and uh you know. Uh, Bart was distraught at this, but uh, I believe the plan was to do the old, oh, a guy gets up out of a wheelchair and sneak attacks a baby face, but um, no, Billy just came back in March. <laughs> it's like, well, he had a stinger, but he's okay now, so maybe that's why he needed those uh, performance-enhancing drugs, because the, <laughs> the guy was paralyzed at some point. Like, clearly, you got a kind of a little slack, right? Well, certainly.
1: May, um now, I told you that I drank a whole bunch of Gatorade just before we started. So. Yes. Thoughts are just coming rapidly, and they're not really show level material, but then I, I've i already said yeah. this much. Shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't Bart's Hotshot have been called a stun gun, because gun's name, <laughs> now I'll hang up and listen to the answer off air. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm reminded of, uh, that recent story that came out, um, where Vince McMahon in twenty eleven was like, I don't think anybody is really vibing on this Kevin Nash texting himself angle. Just say he texted himself. So his <laughs> instincts for that were probably better in uh eighteen what's the math? Twenty six years ago. Twenty wait. Twenty eight years Joe help me out. <laughs> i think
0: you're like eighteen or nineteen. Yes,
1: or so. there we go. I was I locked up caught, caught up in carrying numbers. Anyway. So in ninety seven he was like, I don't know quite frankly believe anyone wants to see Billy versus Bart and he was right
0: (laughs) he was absolutely correct Um, on a coincidental note the honky talk man returned after six years scouting for talent he could clone and make the new greatest intercontinental champ ever Uh, this will not pay off until our next show and even then it won't be much of a payoff
1: I read on the internet that Disco Inferno was very hot and he was coming in to be uh, the honky talk man's protege so that's true right Uh, Was this the time he was um,
0: Mm -hmm. being
1: beat up by Jacqueline? Really? I think he was on the outage for not being Uh beat up Uh by Jacqueline. And then later he was like, I'll be beat up by Jacqueline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pioneer of intergender wrestling.
1: But it's funny because, like, honky-dong music and disco music is not the same music.
0: No, it's (laughs) vastly different. So it's probably for the best. Uh, let's see, we have the Rumble coming up and besides the Rumble itself, they built to the Sean-Sid rematch. On the January 6th Raw, Sean was backstage with Jose Lothario and his son Pete. While Sean was out doing commentary on a Brett Vader match, Sid came out dragged a cameraman backstage. We later cut backstage where Sid gave Pete a powerbomb on a table that did not break. Although Pete was perpendicular when he landed, so maybe it wasn't meant to break. Anyway, uh, that was a memorable segment. I recalled almost everything re- uh, revisiting this some 19 years later. Oh, yeah.
1: Pete, perpendicular Pete, took a (laughs) It's a very strange dynamic because, um, you know, Shawn Michaels didn't turn heel for a while, but the the centerpiece Shawn Michaels' nice guy of America of the World Wrestling Federation he played for 1996 for so long, like the hero to children and stripping guy, perfect combination, was starting to wane as he reverted more back to his inherent dickhead nature. And then Sid had came back at International House of Pancakes as a baby face. and hadn't, I don't think, formally turned, even though he was hitting Jose Lothario and his <laughs> child, his adult child, Pete. Yes. So, oh, shades of gray,
0: baby. Does Pete have kids? Could we uh continue this storyline? <laughs>
1: um, hmm. That's a good idea, yeah tweet at Sid and just be like hey get after Pete's son
0: <laughs> it is um, I guess Jose was just too old to get terrible beating like this so
1: that's a fair I'm assessment just, Joe
0: I'm just, I'm just curious if Pete was uh, I couldn't find like, was he a worker or was he just some guy I, I didn't really dig into the cage match <laughs> the sting of Pete Lothario
1: that's a good question, and I'm so sorry that my microphone is right next to my keyboard when I do crack research like this. Pete Lothario does have a wrestler's database.
0: Oh, there you go.
1: His current gimmick is Pete Letharia. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: good to know. Live in the gimmick, man.
1: Um, They don't even have a picture available for him. Oh, uh, match statistics. Total number of matches, two. What? Oh, yeah, well, I'm Pete on Heat. Sunday Night Pete. I remember Pete being on Heat. Um, Oh, You would certainly
0: know more than anyone.
1: I believe uh, right after Shawn Michaels was the commissioner, they did a Heat in Texas and Jose was on the show. So I guess that's maybe why Pete was there. But that's just conjecture. It doesn't actually have it here. Well, that's something to look forward to. Sunday night
0: Pete (laughs)
1: coming up in 99. (laughs) That'd be the last show. It says he was 0-1 in 1997. I wonder, this was not the kind of Raw where the anonymous Raw General Manor was like, Pete, you're wrestling Sid tonight. And that's the kind of thing that could true. happen. So I don't know what happened.
0: Maybe, oh, well. maybe it was Sid versus, I mean, uh, Pete versus Table, consider they consider loser. Anyway.
1: Had
0: <laughs> we had briefly touched on the Goldust face turn last week, where Triple H had put the moves on Marlena on the pre-show of... International House of Pancakes, um, which led to Goldust running out during his match. And Goldust also made the save during the Karate Fighters Tournament Finals live on Raw mm-hmm. when Hunter, seconding Jerry Lawler, attacked Mark Merrow, seconding Sable. This led to the quote-unquote famous interview where Jerry Lawler asked Goldust if he was queer. Goldust responded to the negative by punching Lawler in the face. So there you go, the big Goldust face turn. Were you excited?
1: Um... I don't even think we we can talk about this and use that <laughs> etymology now. Uh, jeez. I, yeah, and that, speaking of wives, then it was like, guess what? This, uh, gold lady isn't my weird sex friend. She's my actual wife. <laughs> we are just married. Remember Terry from York Foundation? I'm sorry, Alexandra York? That's her. We did a whole marriage, and, uh, things were getting so much more real. So the, the, oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, wasn't she the director? Uh, wasn't that her? Exactly. Was that just kind of... Of
1: carrot productions, for me? <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, let's she see had what
1: cigar, else. a cigar, it was mm-hmm. heavily
0: implied where she put it, Joe. Okay. okay, she put it put it in her mouth. It wasn't her. very. She has got she up that. Okay, all right. Uh, Vader and the Undertaker just started feuding yep you <laughs> know with wrestling Savio Vega on Superstars when the Undertaker came on the house mic and said Vader would meet the Reaper at the Rumble I'll uh, turn it over to Wikipedia here uh, the Royal Rumble recap says Vader and Undertaker did not have a substantial build up to their match at Royal Rumble <laughs> 1997 Vader had joined other heel wrestlers to attack the Undertaker on several occasions but there was no major storyline behind their match The Undertaker had been involved in a feud with Paul Bearer that dated back to SummerSlam 1996, when Bearer had turned on The Undertaker. On the January 5th, 1997 episode of Superstars, The Undertaker attacked Vader's manager, Jim Cornette, leaving Vader without a manager at the Royal Rumble. Yes, uh, on Superstars, Cornette taunted The Undertaker with a body bag while on commentary, so The Undertaker teleported behind him, dragged him to the ring, and tombstoned him. So... I don't know why he could just teleport Cornette. It seemed easier, but maybe his powers just don't work that way. Anyway, they took Cornette off the road. This is their way of writing him off because he was doing more commentary, and I would imagine office work. So there you go.
1: Yes, the uh, angle came in the match, right? They were like, oh, now we have a thing to do. But you'll get to that in a second. When you talk about Undertaker teleporting a man, I just envisioned all this... Chris Claremont narration about the exertion it takes for Nightcrawler Crawler <laughs> to do a big teleport with other people. And he was like, Ah, oh, mein Gott in Himmel, it hurts me so much. So
0: anyway, oh. the concentrated power of my psychic. Or whatever that line was for Psylocke, but yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh,
0: I guess we should head to the Royal Rumble. Uh, this was the one at the Alamo Dome. In the end, there were 60,520 bands with 48,000 paying. a pop for a $480,000 gate. I remember Eric Bischoff uh, made fun of them giving away tickets during Sold Out. (laughs) Sold Out, for God's (laughs) sakes, which is a horrendous show. Uh, This show, also, not good. Uh, A big crowd did not make noise and um, still weird. Like, (laughs) Royal Rumble, 60,000 people, WrestleMania, eh, less than a third that. So, I don't know.
1: Eric had to say it, though, because Sold Out is literally a a conceptually the notion of having all your tickets gone. So that's what's the, the highest ground to yell at him. For.
0: <laughs> uh, this was the show where they did a bunch of pre-taped interviews from the Rumble participants, as usual. Uh, this is the famous one where the British Bulldog gets out of his car, <laughs> where he jeans a denim shirt and a fanny pack. He promises to remake history and announces he's going to win because he's bizarre. That's <laughs> just kinda, kind of an, an infamous segment. Strange. I um. I really don't understand. Uh, the line about remaking history just seems uh. I don't know some kind of Doctor Who shit mm, going on. More Claremont
1: sure. narration. <laughs> Day is a future past. <laughs> Days is the future past. Is
0: a of future... past.
1: <laughs> oh
0: goodness. Yes. So um.
1: There's really nothing for you to throw to to me on this one, Joe. He said because I'm bizarre. <laughs> what do you want? I mean, that in and of itself.
0: I suppose that's true. Uh, let's see, well, we'll start with the rumble itself. We had 90-second intervals, and it did not close the show. Justin, how do you feel about the rumble not going on last? Mm. <laughs> so that's a little callback humor there for you.
1: Uh, is that where we got, like, c- stuck there forever?
0: You got disconnected, like, eight times, <laughs> I right asked that question. And we
1: kept trying to redo it, yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, I just got fed up. Mm.
1: With them. that was our own Days of Future Paths. <laughs>
0: Yes, so a lot of time travel content. A real time
1: loop. Yeah. Has there ever been a time when the rumble uh didn't go last and the main event was just a true barn burner? (laughs) Certainly Undertaker and err wait, Kurt Angle and Mark Henry tore it up. Um even Brett and Undertaker was fairly uninspiring.
0: Yeah, usually doesn't end all that great.
1: Rock and Punk was fine, I suppose, but still seemed. I think it actually hurt that match to come after the Rumble. Yeah. At the Royal Rumble. I was thinking people coming in and counting down. Anywho.
0: Anyway, uh, Steve Austin was a clear star here. He came out at number five and eliminated 11 people, so, as Dave Meltzer said, he got the Ric Flair and the Diesel Push. And he mm-hmm. had, uh, an A-plus reaction when Bret Hart came out and. What happened at the end was uh, Mankind and Terry Funk were both eliminated, started brawling, which tied up all the referees outside the ring. Brett eliminated Austin, but none of the refs were there to count it, so to speak. So Austin got back in the ring, dumped Vader and Undertaker, and then snuck up and dumped Brett for the win. So you might say Brett was (laughs) the victim of some shoddy officiating.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Victim of some shoddy officiating isn't the goddamn word for it. wasn't the Jerry Lawler thing the kind of like uh I mean their rivalry went back like 5 years it was kind of the the cool Santana and Martel moment that almost doesn't exist anymore where WWE huh. continuity is just a a sliding time scale of whatever happened in the last year give or take the attitude era
0: yes Jerry Lawler did do the first uh, announcer competing in the rumble spot when he got pumped out in 4 seconds and uh Apparently suffered a head injury because he didn't remember going in at all. But um, that's right. And uh, the Rumble was okay. They had the, all the star power at the end. There were a lot of scrubs that went out quick. And we had four people from AAA who were in and out uh, <laughs> fairly rapidly. Bill Massacres eliminated himself like a champ. <laughs> uh, Terry Funk was here, too. Not much in the way of any kind of advanced storylines, except Owen dumped out the Bulldog by accident. And uh, Ahmed eliminated himself to, I guess, go after Farouk, who I guess just came down to ringside because he wasn't due out till later. So they had some weird clock malfunctions too. So this one wasn't uh, had a rough start, but uh, got okay by the end. Mm-hmm. And
1: now who's our president right now? Vader hasn't, or Vader did kill Monsoon, and then Piper was the interim, and then did Monsoon resume the position? Monsoon
0: came back. Yes, I remember.
1: Right. So it's his jurisdiction that his interpretation of the Royal Rumble Constitution was that Ahmed Johnson could springboard himself over the top rope out of the ring and be laminated. So, um...
2: Did you say be laminated? I said
1: laminated. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is that the Gator Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> so...
0: Gatorade sponsorship.
1: Yeah, mm. it is a real continuity patch for what clearly seems, in hindsight, I think everyone agrees that Randy Savage just wasn't thinking, right? He was just yeah, like, that seems about right. He's an intense character. He was like, "But what would I do now? Well, I jump so far to get it, shake a snake who I hate." <laughs> anyway, but I mean, Vader and Undertaker had shot an angle that night, not to get ahead of you by getting uh, behind you. So, I like, think they were hitting each other at the end of the match. That's barely an ankle. <laughs> That's true. Um, yep. So book ended by angles. But right when you have Steve Austin running the ring like that, checking his damn watch, that must that be mm-hmm. we'll where that started, huh? Oh, that's right. You know what this watch he, is saying, et cetera?
0: It needs to be wild. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm glad he took that option and not the, uh, the other <laughs> one.
1: <laughs> huh.
0: I right. you would. Yeah.
1: The only time he's um. seen him take a shoot on the Royal <laughs> Rumble has been the last two. <laughs>
0: Uh, as we said, the rumble did not go on last. That distinction went to Sean against Sid for the title. Uh, match had great heat, but Sean had the flu, which they mentioned, so but, uh, Sid had to carry the day here. Uh, Sid powerbombed shot on the floor, the same move that gave McFoley amnesia, but <laughs> Sean just got right up. Uh, Jose and Pete tried to help Sean at various points, but uh, Sean ultimately hit Sid with a camera and super kicked him for the win in his second title. Sid missed Raw the next night due to a concussion, but don't worry. He's back by Wednesday. (laughs) Oh, Dr. Amon's dad. (laughs) Allegedly. Mm. May have done this.
1: The dad of Amon would be an older man. Um, Right. So you know what it's uh, called when Shawn Michaels hit Sid with that camera? What's that? Receipt with Ariel.
0: <laughs> oh, just me. Moving on, uh,
1: Joe. I don't want to jinx it, but I'm yep. I'm jazzed right
0: now. I <laughs> <laughs> can't tell if you're quite. You should sure have Gatorade. You drink
2: mm,
0: electrolytes. Oh, that must be it then. Now, let's see. In the opener of the show, Triple H defended the IC title against Goldust in a long and boring match. <laughs> Uh, Helmsley had Mr. Hughes with him as his butler and or guard, uh, bodyguard, depending on who was talking. Uh, the Goldust face turn not really working, we'll figure. And uh, uh, Triple H won with a pedigree after Hughes interfered. And uh, Mr. Hughes only made a handful of appearances due to health reasons. I don't think he... he no, he didn't make it to the next pay-per-view, as we'll cover shortly. But uh, as a note from the Observer said, Helmsley has potential, but at this point he's being pushed only on potential in politics, <laughs> and because he's got a good head of hair. His work is only slightly better than average, and his interviews and persona are below average. Anyway, that Beethoven character writes a mean symphony. <laughs> I don't know where that last part came from, but... Uh, <laughs> seems worth a-
1: it... It must be a callback to that whole suddenly Susan snafu, no? Uh,
0: it, would, it would appear. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Hughes, there for a, uh, the briefest of times.
1: And then, briefly again later.
0: Yes, uh, with uh, a Triple H nemesis. Mm-hmm. Come- <laughs> get to in the years to come. Ah.
1: So WWF was not a meritocracy?
0: (laughs) It would would not appear. Mm. Weird, huh? (laughs) The Golden uh,
1: Babyface turn just not being what that crowd of, uh, 1996 average Americans, um, wanting kind of reminds me of Roman Reigns today, (laughs) but Mm. for different reasons. Today it's like, you know, um, nerdy, hardcore wrestling fans who have taken over that audience being like, mm, this is not for us. And in 1997, it was like, eh, no, this androgynous <laughs> man, gay though he may not be, <laughs> choose not to support
0: him. Not folk. Mm-hmm.
1: So.
0: All right. Uh, Ahmed Farouk had their big showdown, which has had a lot of heat. Uh, the Nation was um, huge at this point, which I mean, as far as membership goes, including a woman, I'm not sure who it was, Anyway, short but uh, spirited enough. Crowd was into it. Just a lame DQ running at the end. Ahmed fought off the nation. Gave someone a Pearl River plunge through. You guess which announce table?
1: No, I feel like you're trying to trick me.
0: Why would I trick you? Uh, nation of Islam. <laughs> no, the French.
1: Oh wow! How
0: about that? Yes, uh, whatever. Rougeau was doing commentary, and whatever guy was with them had to get out of the way.
1: And Joe and I wanted to just send all of our love to the people of
0: Paris, France. Oh, yes, absolutely.
1: Despite what happened here.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Moving on. Uh, I'm sure Vader had a match for some reason, as I explained. <laughs> uh, it was okay. would have been better a couple years earlier, or at least before Vader had been so marginalized. They kept
1: or that, or just the six months later. Mm. Uh,
0: that's true. But uh-huh. um they- they cut away, like, they kept, they cut away, I think in the opener, to some, like, country singer. I, I didn't even know that, like, who it was. Just some guy, like, oh, okay. And then some girl who, like, babysat for money and to, like, get a car ride here. It was just very, like, can I watch the match? For <laughs> very upsetting. That uh, poor woman.
1: She should came she's on still an off month. They could have given her a house.
0: <laughs> I wonder if she's still a fan. I have oh, wonder when I
1: see. a survey. <laughs> That's a good question. These are the people we need to be following up on. Pete Lethario, Royal Rumble babysitter. <laughs> One of our sub-shows will take care of that. And I call him not me.
0: <laughs> yes, that's all right. That's a nat that job right there. Or if the Hobbs cat. <gasps>
1: oh, he went and uncovered all these human interest stories? That's right up his alley. <laughs>
0: I think so. I tried to talk him into it, but, uh, just the Hobbs cast in general, but to no avail. Because we're expanding, Justin. Yep. Taking over. Our non-cheaty nominated um, network. <laughs> and we're so honored. Duh. Yeah. <laughs>
1: you know what it is, though, is because they have, like, those minimum episode requirements for you to be a mini-series like, uh, yeah. or a full series, and I think if you <laughs> add us all
0: up. I, we made, we, like, True Detective, we made the mistake of submitting it. <laughs> yep, the, that's right. It's a normal category, mm-hmm. and not.
1: Yeah, but we went like the cast of Friends and we all nominated ourselves as supporting actors.
0: There you go. Not
1: hosts.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Let's see. Anyway, this match we were discussing, Uh, Paul Bear came out, hit The Undertaker with the urn, allowing Vader to score the win. Not again. He just (laughs) took over for uh, Jim Cornette, so just uh, slid Vader over to uh, Paul Bear stable. And uh, last and probably least, we had uh, Hector Garza, Paraguayo, and Kanak, defeating Jerry Estrada, Heavy Metal, and Fuerza Guerrera as our AAA representation match. Uh, no one knew who the Luchadors were, and in fact, they turned off the big screen, so hardly anyone could see the match, so they were just doing moves in silence. I, I just didn't think this wasn't bad, just wrong match, wrong crowd, and probably would get a standing ovation in PWG today if it happened.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but... a Comparative? Wait, how do you say that? Comparative?
0: Huh? Comparative.
1: Yeah. Com- comparative? Comparable? Oh that's it. Anyway. Comparable. A uh so you switch over to your old uh WCW worldwide or Saturday night or whatever and think of the people you can put in that six man uh mm-hmm. match. That's A true. trios match, excuse me. Uh sorry, boss. And uh <laughs> it's uh <laughs> you know. Everybody from La Parka Hector Garza, all of them, and they did much better matches than this. Faster and higher jumpings.
0: Actually, Hector Garza was in this match. And
1: that's why he must have ringed the bell. Cause he's staring okay. right here in front of me on the Wikipedia screen.
0: Oh, well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, that was the Rumble. It was a pretty bad show. I can't. Um, I guess if you're doing a Rumble rewatch project, you should watch the Rumble. <laughs> It's interesting for Steve Austin, maybe the bad cast, but I can't recommend the show otherwise.
1: Oh, I thought you meant it was interesting for Steve Austin personally. <laughs> like, because he says he doesn't remember so much of his career.
0: I'm sure oh, he doesn't.
1: That was pretty hellacious,
0: but I did <laughs> care. I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, the next night on Raw, Bret came out, said he felt like he was screwed at its time. Screwed at the Rumble. He just wasn't going to get his just opportunities, so he quit. Vince McMahon left the announce table with left us with Jim Ross and the King at commentary. <laughs> uh, anyway, Gorilla Monsoon said that uh, Steve Austin would remain the Royal Rumble winner, but due to the controversy, he was making a four-way match with Bret Hart, Undertaker, and Vader. The latter two were both illegally eliminated by Austin. Eliminated. <laughs> and the winner got to face Michaels at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I noticed it's probably I mean it's probably a gradual thing but Undertaker was really getting more verbose around this time he was cutting long promos about not being respected and wanting to win the title which was a lot more than he used to say which is basically the rest in peace
1: imagine how surprised Vader must have been when Undertaker just abruptly was like hey listen up (laughs) guess what we're gonna do a match (laughs) so here uh, February 23rd 1997 um, in some sort of WCW Organized event: Conan Laparca and Villano Four versus Huventudgura, Super Callo, and Cyclope. Okay. Same
0: month. Yep, that sounds pretty good. Mm.
1: A little bit better. Oh, and then this was the famous one, right? Huventud Hector Garza, Lismark versus Parka Psychosis and Villano Four.
0: Uh, that oh, sound good. Huh. Any. Anyway. Alright, uh, during that same rod, Jim Ross made the curious comment that they should put LeFemme Nikita in the ring against that wimpy Robin Hood. <laughs> if you're confused, TNA had a Robin Hood show that aired after Nitro in competition to USA's La Femme Nikita. Uh, Robin Hood premiered after Nitro, and famously they showed, uh, the remainder of a Hulk Hogan giant match during the commercials, giving the illusion it went almost 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, I believe LeFemme Nikita was interviewed on a show at some point, but that was sadly cut off the network, so.
1: Her herself, yes, Luff her. Fem Nikita. What did she the, say? Um, Do you remember?
0: I I don't know. I couldn't find the interview.
1: So add her to list of people. Was she in character like uh, Duckman? What hope.
0: <laughs> Arliss?
1: Yeah. <laughs> huh. <laughs> it's too bad. I wish. I wonder how long Silk Stockings was running because it certainly wasn't adjacent to Raw as it happened. But I feel like you know, the franchise is still going strong at this point.
0: It may have been... It was on a couple of years, I remember. It went like five or so seasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: Doop, 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 doop. Well, uh, what is on after Raw these days? I'm never really... Is it just anything of note? Well,
1: or? Donnie was on this week. Um, mm-hmm. But it, uh I've seen way too much Chrisley than I'd like to. And yes. I think I saw an exclusive encore or preview of Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the titular Mister Robot is not a captivating guy. Yeah, that's too bad. Hmm. Silk right, stockings ran until 1999. Oh, so there is still a chance. Wikipedia adds its title is a wordplay on silk stockings. S T O C K I N G S.
0: Good to know. Are those a, a thing? I guess I wouldn't. I wouldn't know. It's
1: conceivable. Though. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah,
1: well, was. It, I guess probably the credits had a shot of some luscious legs in silk stockings, if I remember right. And then the music was very saxophony.
0: It was the into reason.
1: Or saxophonic or something. I don't know. Saxophony implied that it wasn't. It (laughs)
0: wasn't.
1: You know, it was saxophony because there was. They didn't show anything. Dang, those cold opens! If I could, let's we should do one right now. They were usually like. Oh, Senator or Congressman, what if we lay down over here? And then the Congressman, I guess, implicitly murders her. but And sometimes it's revealed that he didn't, or sometimes they prove he did. But they do heavy pet for a long time.
0: Okay. Thank you. Okay. All right. uh On the January 25th MSG show, it was Ahmed Johnson teaming with Savio Vega against Farouk and Crush. Ahmed had the win late in the match, but Savio wanted to be tagged in. So Ahmed went back to his corner, where Savio grabbed him and necked him on the top rope, allowing Farouk to hit the Dominator for the win. Later that night, on Shotgun Saturday night, Todd interviewed Savio, who said it was all just a misunderstanding, then he immediately beat up Rocky Maivia. So he had Hill Savio joining the nation. And
1: And look at how violence begets violence, because where would Rocky go next to?
0: (laughs) That's true. Seems uh Savio was around his face forever, but it hadn't even been two years at that point, so I don't know. Back to his quain roots I guess. <laughs> um yes. I wouldn't stretch to make a point about the Savio Vega heel
1: <laughs> I was thinking just what a what a crew of God. So be crushed Savio Vega and uh. Her, the three best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Ahmed himself. Uh, See how all the violence, all these people, God, and I get that is the, the was the implicit word. I don't want to scoop you there, but when they were like, they tease that Ahmed Johnson like grew up in in a gang environment, and so he was like returning to his true nature when he went in the Nation of Domination briefly.
0: Anyway, Although go ahead. Rook usually hammered home he was not from the streets, Right. he was. So, mm-hmm. but I guess that was all just wordplay and whatnot. <laughs> All right. The February 3rd Raw was significant. Do you know why?
1: Was it on Thursday?
0: No, it was the first to go to two hours. What? Yep. The uh, January 20th Raw got thumped in the ratings, so USA made the call to go to two hours. Not live, but it uh, it aired matches from the January 31st Sky Dome That was in front of 25,000 fans, which makes it one of the larger Raw crowds, although... Um, there's one in February '99, also from the Sky Dome. They drew about 39,000 for that uh, Saturday Raw show. Anyway, they built it as the Royal Rumble Raw, saying you see the Rumble for the first time on USA since 1989. <laughs> and then they aired about four minutes of the show in total. <laughs> Even more amusing, they said uh, they would have championship matches and no baiting switches. So I guess they had plans to air it, but the cable companies uh, weren't down with that. So
1: that's logical. You know what? I love seeing the a uh, Royal Rumble on Raw was, uh, I think it was July 2007, <laughs> and they were like, oh, uh, what's going on? Uh, shit, just play that whole rumble he
0: won. I don't know what's going on.
1: Or I do, my mm-hmm. Uh
0: That's something they may want to pull out. Uh, yeah, why not, you know? If you have a week after the rumble, you're tired, you know, just toss that on for an hour. <laughs> It, Take two hours, you know? Take a little time.
1: Yes, because the blizzard after the rumble last year, they made everyone work so right. hard <laughs> and be like, get That's
0: here, true. we got to, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, let's see. Bulldog and Owen continued to have problems. Uh, they beat Furnace and LaFawn in a match on Raw, which somehow led to a tag title match in the next pay-per-view. And uh, the next week, it was Bulldog against Doug Furnace, and Owen accidentally clocked Bulldog with a slammy, and the Bulldogs still ended up winning, winning the match. He kicked out and blocked a sunset flip. And um, at the Sky Dome, the Bulldog was posing instead of paying attention, and Owen ended up counted out. So, trouble is a-brewing, mm-hmm. or is it? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Uh, speaking of tag teams not getting along, with Vader joining Paul Bear's family and the executioner being dumped, uh, he started teaming with Mankind, and they didn't get along either, as they took turns clonking each other with chairs. So, Vince Russo gaining power at this point. <laughs>
1: Setting up their exciting WrestleMania match on the card we're going to redo when we put together a better for WrestleMania undercard.
0: <laughs> that sounds good. Um, they were toying with a Mark Merrow and Sable heel turn, including Sable kicking Undertaker during the match. <laughs> but uh, Merrow tore his ACL, so he was on the shelf for a while. And uh, I think no one, everyone kind of agrees his face turn wasn't really working, so... Uh, I can't say it's for the best he got hurt but uh, he came back as Marvelous Mark Merrow probably his most memorable WBF run even though it wasn't too super but there you go most
1: memorable Marvelous Mark Merrow?
0: yes merci (laughs) Uh, we got the news at the Sky Dome that Tiger Ali Singh son of the legendary Tiger Jeet Singh would be coming on with the company and We'll get more into his enormous runs on later shows.
1: Mm. Was there a mini marvelous Mark marrow?
0: <laughs> I don't believe so, no. We had mini gold dust invader around, and mini mankind
1: mm-hmm.
0: around this time, but not a mini marvelous Mark marrow. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. Sablecita.
0: <laughs> uh, Sally, we will not get to cover uh, the lowdown run of. Um... He was involved in that, that run. We'll see. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he managed them, right? Mm hmm. I'm thinking Just Joe was involved. I, probably because I saw them battle Just Joe at a uh, heat taping. Ah. Uh, Did you know? So, must be a I believe
1: memorable. Joe dropped the dime on them somehow, or caused some kind of confusing scuttlebutt.
0: That seems likely.
1: Joe's biggest problem was he told the truth. I,
0: I hear that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Bradshaw had been testering Barry the Stalker Wyndham to team up, and Wyndham responded by slapping him, which I guess is a no, but... Then, uh, they decided to team together. We started seeing vignettes where Blackjack Mulligan, sitting by a campfire, and, uh, yeah, they showed up in February, and, um, yep, yeah, they teamed for a while. They never did a whole lot. They were only on a couple pay-per-views, never won the titles. They were cowboys with mustaches. And <laughs> very lost a lot of weight, I'll give them credit, but what an odd gimmick to resurrect. it be like if, um, they're like you headbangers now, you know? <laughs> Like, like, okay, I
1: guess. Nature abhor the cowboys with mustaches vacuum, and <laughs> I had to oh. fill the thing. Uh, yes. Fun. We do kind of have, like, a Legion of Doom, though, but, you know, they're. So this one is bad, <laughs> and not even close to it, so. <laughs> I guess that's the same analogy, right? This is not the same name. Because, I mean, the original Blackjacks are fine enough.
2: I was
0: oh, I apologize. i take taken a big swig of Dietary Pepsi when you said um, they are the Legion of Doom, but not good. And, uh, I actually spat some out of my shirt, oh, so congrats. No. I apologize for that. Oh, my goodness, yes. I had I, not I thought of that. I guess they fill our requirement for the, the imitation team of today. So good job. I don't think the Legion of Doom loves too many handicap matches. <laughs> That's just a hunch. All right. Uh, got to go to the Thursday Raw Thursday show. This uh, show is not on the network because screw you. And uh, this was a famous live two hour show from Lowell, Massachusetts on a Thursday. We expected to have a Sid on title defense, but the show opened with a voiceover told us tonight the World Wrestling Federation title will be declared vacant. Thus, this Sunday's Final Four winner will become the new World Wrestling Federation champion. Tonight, live, Shawn Michaels will forfeit the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Later in the ring, Vince was in the ring and Shawn came out rather gingerly. He said being the champion had taken its toll on his body. He doesn't know where he's at right now. He may be beyond reconstructive surgery. If he can't compete at the level he had been, he doesn't want to compete at all. I'm just going <clears> to <throat> do a little theater here on my own. <laughs> What I'm going to do is go back home, see what's left of me. Whether it'll be in this ring, or whether it'll be out of this ring. I know that over the uh, last several months, I've lost a lot of things. One of them has been my smile. I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to everybody else, but it means a lot to me. So I have to go back and fix myself, take care of myself. I have to go back, I have to find my smile. Because somewhere along the line, I lost it. And I don't care, really. I don't care if it's unpopular. I don't care if... Uh, People want to make fun because I'm an emotional guy, but uh, this is all I ever wanted to do. And over the last year, I got to do it. Whether you like me or not, I just want to tell you that uh, last year was the most wonderful year of my life. And uh, if I never get to do it again, it'll be okay. Because I got to live one full year as being the number one guy in this business. It was the single most greatest year of my life. And I have you to thank, and I have everybody here to thank. It means a lot to me, and I'm just going to go home now, Okay and scene.
1: did he say the end
0: i did oh. he didn't say the end i did <laughs> that's my like, cool scene is <laughs> scene is better um fiend. this uh yeah fiend. This <laughs> I have not just fiend at the end Fiend. fiend, fiend another <laughs> <laughs> i've mind okay yeah it um, doesn't
1: let you harmonize though but guess what <laughs> people we did do it
0: uh this really came out of nowhere and i i don't think officials knew till the night before and Apparently they thought his knee was so bad they didn't want to risk a match or doing any kind of angle to uh to write him off and his knee wasn't fine of course, but he could have kept working on it. And he was supposed to lose to Sid here and then to bread at Mania, which admittedly gave him a nice ulterior motive. He could build sympathy for a comeback and and uh in the observer, Dave uh stated he would be in the WrestleMania mix, uh now as a wrestler, he would work the major shows, be back by the fall and he also made the excellent point that Sean became champ and how show business went up and any other time in history, like you're doing a good job, but literally the goalposts had moved to ratings and suddenly he's the quarterback of a team on a thirty three week uh thirty three game losing streak, so mm-hmm. that's you know, but what I mean, what'd you make of all this? This was rather uh rather shocking.
1: Yeah. I think the the most overlooked part is a lot of people skip a few Steps and they're like, oh man, it was supposed to be Sean versus Brett, and instead Undertaker versus Sid for the title? What? But, uh, it, it wasn't going to be Undertaker versus Sid for the title. Yeah. And Brett versus they, Sean in, like, a
0: grudge. Yeah, they got where they had to get to, so. It was just kind of a roundabout way. But.
1: Mm-hmm. It certainly, uh, I guess it's kind of reminiscent of, uh,. Rollins dropping out and being like, "Oh, what's how? How do we what? What? This was supposed to be the big thing, except um the part where people care so much less." <laughs> um, yes, it was it was wild, Joe. It was it was exciting when the title becomes all vacant. Um, because also they change, or maybe this is about to come up the final four main event for the pay per view was going to be oh, this is why you take notes and I just try to remember things. It was going to be like <laughs> their their booked main event was Michaels versus Sid versus two of them other Final Foresters, and that was going to be the pay-per-view main event. And then with them out,
0: they went to the Rumble people.
1: Oh. Am I talking nonsense?
0: I'm not sure, because... Um... I just knew, uh, they had, I was just, my notes just say, well, they made the title to be defended in the, uh, final format, so that worked out great. So I didn't know what other, uh, plans it would be for Sean at that, uh, pay per view, so.
1: Anyway, so wh- what I said about Vince being so on the ball about mixing that gun versus gun feud, here he was yes. like, uh, oh shit, <laughs> we're getting clobbered. We need to go to Undertaker versus Sid for the strap.
0: <laughs> yes. The answer to all our ails. Big guys. So, um, uh, Also on that show, it opened with uh, Hunter Hearst Holmesley defending the title against Rocky Mayavia in the first salvo in a, a lengthy <laughs> feud. Which may continue to this day, it's hard to say. Uh, Triple H controlled the action, but he just couldn't put Rocky away. He tried for the pedigree, but Rocky was so beat up he just kept slumping to the mat. But he pulled a small package out of nowhere. One, two, three, new champion. The crowd went... Kind of excited. So, uh, they were chanting Rocky sucks during the match, and, uh, something like that would get worse. But, yep, we had this, uh, this upstart rookie winning the title. So, exciting stuff.
1: That blue chip. Uh, yes. I know it's the only reason our show exists is to actually remember this thing, these kind of things, and say them, and <laughs> report them to the listeners, but, now I'm drawing a blank. Which actually happened first, Rocky Maivia or Prince Ikea?
0: I believe it was Rocky. Yeah,
1: okay. That's my that. instinct.
0: I would think so, yes. There was that weird symmetry at the time where both federations had, like, upstart Samoan wrestlers <laughs> surprisingly win singles, secondary singles titles in their promotion. It was like a, From
1: the Blue Blood guys?
0: Yes, Blue Blood guys, that's true, because uh, Ikea won from um, William Regal, or Stephen Regal at the time. So, uh, yeah, it was very, like, was that, I couldn't confirm if that was, I mean, Dave made mention of it, like, you know, but was this, like, an intended thing, or?
1: I assume.
0: (laughs) Those weird wrestling coincidences.
1: They were like, oh, we could do that. Same way, like, Goldberg with Ken Shamrock.
0: (laughs) But I believe I'll have confirmation, hopefully momentarily, if it was that, but yes, that was, um.
1: We are awaiting word from sources.
0: From all right, I'm at Paul Jones. Uh, this came later. Almost there.
1: Uh, Television is an I audio visual medium. No more specific than this.
0: Hold on, this window closed. Son of a bitch. Uh, well, when you close the window, yeah, uh, that was February seventeenth. When was this show? I believe before. <laughs> Uh, buh, buh, buh. I gotta look up Rocky's Indigo Title history. Some bitch! We'll just say Rocky came first. Alright. And hope we're right. So anyway, we should move on to the. Um,
1: should we though?
0: Yeah. Yes, we should move on to the Final Four in your house, Final Four pay per view. Uh, this is a total one match show, that match being the main event of Bret Hart, The Undertaker, Steve Austin, and Vader in a four way for the vacant title. Uh The match allowed for eliminations over the top rope, as well as pinfalls or submissions. So, there's basically a battle royal where they just brawled outside the ring. And um, this is a very good match. Vader got messed up during it, and Undertaker uh, kicked a chair in his face. Everyone just kind of swapped dance partners. It was always interesting, even though it went 24 minutes Austin got tossed out first around the 18-minute mark. It just sort of kind of happened. Wasn't the old story that Austin was supposed to win, but he hurt his knee, so he called an audible? Mm-hmm. Is that, uh,
1: That's the kind of thing yeah. that could just be news before Meltzer got on the Internet?
0: Yes, and been uh, debunked it was not. Uh, Undertaker dumped Vader during a Vader bomb attack, and Austin came back, kept attacking Brett, but it backfired because Undertaker attacked Austin, allowing Brett to clothesline the dead man over the top to win title number four. It came out afterwards because he was getting a title shot the next night on Raw.
1: Zero pins or submissions for anyone.
0: Yes, <laughs> everyone just got dumped over the top so it was a little a little wonky.
1: It's a very small of, uh, battle royal. Probably the smallest yes. possible. Because sometimes they uh, have those uh, four-man battle royals for like number 30 in the Rumble. But I'm thinking they probably had like three-man battles royal. In fact, I think the FBI had one with each other to qualify really? for the 04 Rumble. Who Uh-oh. won Nuncio. And What did he do? I thought think none of us. <laughs> no. And he sat there and leaned against the wall and was like, eh, forget about you. <laughs> and I'm not going in the ring. And then Goldberg, you ever heard of him? Threw him in, yes. I think, and beat him up.
0: Oh, there well, you go. I can confirm Rocky Maivia won his title four days before Prince IK.
2: <laughs>
0: National Nightmare is over. <laughs> Anyway, the tag match between Owen and Bulldog against Furnace and Lafon was um, weird because they worked over Lafon for so long. I thought uh, Furnace was sick because there's a story of there's a flu going around backstage. But uh, Owen accidentally hit Bulldog with a spin kick. They got into an argument where Owen slapped Bulldog and uh, TV Boy retaliated with a clothesline. Furnace gets tagged in and they. <laughs> like Owen kicks out like 50 moves in a row. It was, <laughs> it was just weird. And then Bulldog's about to get the win. Owen clonks. Uh, I forget who, uh, one of them with the Slammy. So more dissension, still no real progress in the storyline, so a little unfulfilling.
1: The original Benoit Angle feuding tag partners, but their matches were always half as good.
0: Yeah, that's true. This became, um, yeah, that's really, I guess the, God, you never want to say the first example, because there's some team in Lexington who did it in 1947 mm-hmm. or something, but this was, for a very popular trope, this was probably the earliest example of it around that time frame. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Rocky and Triple H had a rematch. Uh, it was okay, got a little, mm. a little better towards the end. Goldust came out near the end and distracted Hunter, allowing Rocky to win with the German suplex. Afterwards, as they were drawing with each other, a fan grabbed Marlena and started choking her. Is that a woman? queried Jim Ross. Security quickly whisked her away as the announcer said, sometimes fans get a little too excited. Throw her in jail, screamed Goldust. And this was the, the debut of China. And not Joan, as David speculated her name would be.
1: <laughs> uh, yep. Yep. Well, she was there. Mean. That was scary. She ragdolled her. I guess that's where yes. the that expression she... comes from.
0: Well, it may have been around before that, but.
1: Uh... <laughs> I didn't mean it was invented here, but I mean okay. to throw <laughs> someone about in this yes. direction and that direction as if to were but a tiny rag doll.
0: This would be repeated quite frequently for a while. Uh we had Yeah,
1: of course, Marlena. Has she I mean, has she ever done like a physical angle ever? And then she's been like held up in the air?
2: And shook violently. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Uh. Uh, let's see, we had uh, Farouk, Crush and Savio against Goldust, Bart Gun, and Flash Funk. They showed clips where Goldust got screwed in a match against Crush. Bart got screwed in a match against Farouk. And originally it was to be Rocky, but he won the icy belt, so they stuck Flash in here. Uh Flash is a friggin' hero in this match. He um, looked great. This had my least favorite ending, where a baby face gets tagged in, runs wild, goes for the pin. he'll just hits him with one move behind the rest of back, like he just hits him in the back. He's like, ah, he's incapable of kicking out, so there you go.
1: I like those, um, like there's a heel six-man team and they have a bigger program coming, but then the bridge to put over the heel team is some collection of rando baby faces. <laughs> like yep. these. This is one of the great triumvirates. This is quite a crew. And game. the Wyatts were on their run, and they had to, like, beat some units of three people, and it would be like, hey, it's Sin Cara and the tons of funk.
0: <laughs> great crew. The Shield's kind of really. Ah,
1: uh... them too, yes. <laughs>
0: Is there like their first match was Ryback, Daniel Bryan and Kane, mm-hmm. right? Quite a crew. Yes. A table for three if there ever was <laughs> one.
1: But there there in fact almost was one. Who was the third? Was it
0: Dolph? It was Dolph, yes. <laughs> uh the opener of the show was Mark Merrow against Lee Cassidy, I guess to give Merrow a win. Uh okay, crowd was not into it. Um there. <laughs> They made Sable up to resemble a uh, Smash movie character, Barb Wire. So that was um, her deal here. She assisted Mero during the match. So that was where they were going. With the heel turn that uh, just kind of got derailed.
1: They shouldn't make her up to look like Smash TV character, uh, <laughs> Catherine, American Idol girl. Who's on.
0: Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I thought you meant uh, Smash TV, the video game. Oh, <laughs> Ah. a source of uh, I couldn't remember I just imagined there was a female announcer yep. being of <laughs> television nature I thought this was an arcane reference even for that us probably
1: is. no I'm not going to let the I'm just talking about the girl from end HTML tag Scorpion
0: <laughs> yes
1: Catherine uh, McBee. Yep. yeah we said that at the same time too Skype
0: there you go uh, I have to mention this Vader line from an interview during the show oh you, you must you let that gator butt get that canary mouth in trouble. <laughs> First you said canator. I believe he, he meant something like your alligator mouth is going to get your canary butt in trouble, meaning a big mouth and nothing to back it up, mm-hmm. but he uh, had trouble and thankfully did not ask for a restart.
1: I'm trying to All right. figure out this. Uh... Yeah, I think you've got it exactly right about the animals involved in their respective parts.
0: Yes, I, I do believe, so that's a relief. All right. Oh, man. The next couple of Raws were pretty bonkers. We're going to have to break them down one at a time here because there's just too much going on. Uh, let's see. Breaking down. Fast, <laughs> no, that's... Ju- 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 uh, they said The Undertaker was going to face the WWE Champion at WrestleMania, which kind of seems like BS. Like, you just, like you just lost. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry. Back on the line. But on the uh, February 17th Raw, they're going to start with the Bretton title match, but Stone Cold ran out and attacked Brett. Sid got in the middle, got chop locked, so the match got delayed from the middle of the show. Where Brett got attacked by an Austin in the back. Match got delayed again. Main event time, the match happens. It's uh it's okay. Brett debuts the uh ring post figure four. Uh Austin ran again, got punked by Sid outside the ring. Sid tries a sunset flip, got <laughs> caught in the sharpshooter, which allowed Austin to clonk Brett with a chair. Powerbomb one two three. We had our first world title change on Raw, unless you count Sean vacating it. But, uh, yeah, our first, the first of, uh, for a while would be many, which has certainly drifted off in the recent years. It used to be, you know, the ninety-eight, ninety-nine. used to be, I wouldn't say commonplace, but not, uh, not something shocking like it would be today.
1: Mm-hmm. Now they, they don't even really, it, it went, uh, all the way around, because now I don't think they usually even have WWE Championship matches on Raw. That's true. They pulled them.
0: I, the last one was, um, I guess, the 515 Challenge, which...
1: <laughs> well, sure. How? Oh, no, it, isn't that funny? They're, they're, so their they're ratings uh, reformatting in 1997 was like, we're going to tease this Sid match and have this, uh, you know big run-in with our hottest character, Steve Austin, then we're going to do the match throughout the show and then come back to it, and then there should be a big, big giveaway. And this week, their answer to their ratings panic was, we need Rhino versus League of Nations.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness me. I'm still waiting for that League of Nations shirt. I imagine it's just like all four flags, and then the back it says, like, the world is against you or something, (laughs) with a big WWE logo.
1: Yeah. Well, that should be our T-shirt,
0: then. That's true. <laughs> should get on that. The
1: world is literally against you, Joe.
0: That's the title uh, of
1: our program.
0: <laughs> uh, during this Raw, Jerry Lawler was doing commentary. He noticed an ECW sign held by a fan right near him, which was way too nice looking and felt correctly to uh, be authentic, so... He grabbed a sign, cut a promo on ECW, saying, No one knows who they are. He's tired of seeing these signs. They're just has-beens and losers. If they got the guts, they would show up on Raw. Later, Lawler gets a phone call on the air, which is a thing that could happen, from Paul Heyman, saying, If Lawler will allow it, ECW will be there next week in Manhattan. Any, uh, this, uh, do anything for you at the time? Were you like, ECW? like, okay?
1: I guess we're closer to Okay. I think the weirdness, the sur- surreality had already uh at mind games when I was like, ooh, these people are bad, <laughs> and they're not in as good a shape as superstars.
0: <laughs> this is true. Uh We heard from Dr. James Andrews saying he was advising Sean to avoid surgery and saying they were going to try to rehab and reevaluate in four to six weeks. <clears throat> and, um uh, the mystery woman was back. This time she hit the ring and ragged all Marlena, forcing her to be, uh, I guess sent to the hospital, mm-hmm. so. And, uh, last note from that show, Owen Hart was wrestling Flash Funk. Clarence Mason kept distracting Owen, so Bulldog came out, kicked him out, and then bonked Funk with a slammy for the win. And, uh, Mason would later be fired on an episode of Shotgun Saturday Night, which was for the best, cause, uh, it was like he had two stables at once, like, like if Bobby Heenan had the Heenan family, and then he had you know whoever Mr. Fuji used to manage as well, and just kept them separate. It was it was odd.
1: Yeah, I don't think Lana or Zeb. I mean Zeb and Del Rio are quitsies now, but they were never canonical League of Nations members neither. Yeah, I guess that's true. Wouldn't Rob be better if instead of the authority, the the parents of the heel group instead were played by Zeb Coulter and Lana? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I always like those kind of hangers on, and uh, like Medusa for the Dangerous Alliance. You know, it's kind of a auxiliary.
1: Yes, place. or I mean the, the very people you were talking about—the uh, backs of uh, Survivor Series teams, strange bedfellows, and assemblages of evil managers. That's right. Slick and Mister Fuji
0: now trouble. <laughs> <laughs> devious minds, right there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're on to February twenty-four. Famous show. A lot of the roster was in Europe. So they went back to the Manhattan Center, had three ECW matches, because ECW had a pay-per-view coming up to uh, help promote. And <laughs>
2: can, you even,
0: can you even imagine something like this happening today? Like, like a ball would get to run three matches on Raw while, you know, the crew's in, on a tour or something. It's just, I mean, I was very excited at this time. I emailed Al Isaacs of uh, ScoopThis.com. Oh, that's you know, like, going to be going, this going is happening? Oh, there you go. I was like, can you believe this is happening? And He wrote back, I know. And so. Uh, <laughs> For a certain segmentation of fans, this was exciting, although...
1: um, It sure was. I mean, that's the difference of uh, getting your behind kicked by Ted Turner's organization.
0: It would appear. So we had Paul Lee and the Eliminators come out and give some dude a total elimination, which took about ten minutes to set up. And uh, we had Big Stevie Cool beating Little Guido. Raven showed up at ringside. Uh, Taz squashed Mikey Whipwreck, which uh, also featured Sabu falling off the big red R on Taz's students. And Tommy Dreamer beating Diva Dudley, which featured uh match run ins from Bubba Ray and The Sandman. Uh Paul Heyman was on commentary for these segments, going back and forth with Lawler, who was um just tremendous in all of this and uh being anti E C. W. And um yeah, what I mean, what did you make I think you weren't a diehard ECW fan, you probably had cursory knowledge at best. Like what were you like what's <laughs> what is happening?
1: It was a sheltered 14-year-old who was like, why are these wrestlers so mean?
0: <laughs> now, why would you say they were mean? Because they were hitting each other really Pretty hard. Pretty much, up, yes. Under, at, yeah.
1: Doing tables and such. It seemed a, a bridge too far. Poor sportsmanship.
0: <laughs> it's, that's undoubtedly true.
1: Mm-hmm. And all those people you just named were on Raw this week, except Rhino, who I think was <laughs> stuck, like... Pushing a van out of a, uh, a sheet of ice at this point. <laughs> Couldn't make it. He's on one of those, what are they called? Uh, the no the Up North Tours that they...
0: Oh, the yes, there you go. There you go. Who was doing this again? Rhino. Rhino was there. He was on Raw.
1: Yeah, I mean, but th- this show you're talking about.
0: Oh, this show. Yeah, that's true. Okay.
1: okay. Rhino was stuck in the that's ice amazing. at this
0: point. <laughs> sure he was uh, Ken Shamrock was in the crowd They did a skit where Lawler interviewed him Said he taught him all those submissions But Shamrock didn't know who he was It was lame uh, He later cut a promo on Farouk that uh, came off better So they signed Ken Shamrock For a seven-figure deal for three years Exclusive So that was it for him as a UFC fighter He was being sought after by the WWF UFC in New Japan He's going to have a dome match against Shin Hashimoto And he had a meeting schedule with WCW, so... Because of the high salary, he was going to be pushed like someone who earned a high salary. And Dave said he would be either a major superstar or a flop, and... um, I don't know, he's kind of really in the middle, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, closer to flop, but not, you know, not disastrous.
1: Yeah, he was a pushed guy for a while, but he didn't become the next great man. I know when the, the 97 Survivor Series, and it comes down to Shamrock versus Rock... And I think Ross is telling it as like, you're looking at the two futures of the business right here, and then the better man won to show he would be the most future of the two. And (laughs) much like Dave, partial credit there, Jim.
0: It's true. Although, Ken was the future of another industry. That is
1: true. Hey, the lessons of 2005. Oh, Joe, let's just start talking about all that.
0: Um, Mm, Yes, let's.
1: (laughs) I hope WCW uh, retaliated. To the rebuffing of Shamrock in these negotiations, they should have aired a where the big boys play. I uh, <laughs> saw with the nasty boys beating the shit out of him. the cam footage, yeah, exactly. Threwing him out of a window. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> 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 oh goodness! Um, uh, Vince had promised a big surprise during the show, when it was delivered on because it was the return of the Legion of Doom. Now, how would you book the return of a famous but slightly aged tag team? If you said go ten plus minutes with the headbangers and double count out, great job. Mm. That's what happened.
1: Isn't that more realistic though? What about realistic Japanese wrestling when a guy comes back from injury, he would actually be weak and lose.
0: I guess. That's not really this is America though. (laughs) Yeah. Well He should squash T.L. Hopper or something. mm -hmm. I don't know if he was around still, probably not. Anyway. Sure the headbangers. <laughs> was yeah, probably. I, mean, right? I mean, they were semi... I mean, I could understand not squashing them, but... Anyway, um...
1: If you track your trajectory of LOD returns, this would be, like, the median, because then the low point would come when they came back for a show and lost to the team of Rob Van Dam and Kane in, like, three minutes. Oh, yes.
0: So. That was bad, yes. God, uh, let's see. Oh, McGill Perez, Jr., who had a good showing on Nitro a few months earlier, showed up doing commentary and later saved gold Goldust from a nation attack. And uh Perez was a talented guy, but he would soon be saddled in the Gangs war angle. And he was um, really hairy, too. So it was just kind of, <laughs> I don't know. It was all I like, He just really, really hairy back. Like, I don't know. Anyway, the show was uh, memorable. And... Um, but the WWF portions were really bad, and this was actually considered a bit of an embarrassment. But uh, worth a look on the network. Uh, this one is on there. Very interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, on to the 3rd of March. Hey, how about a new title? What? The, yep, they created their first new title since 1979 with the European Championship. They had a tournament on the European tour, but they only aired the finals. I mean, they they showed a brief clip of Vader and Rocky and we saw the brackets but basically it was, hey, match for a new title. And, uh, came down to Owen and the Bulldog and, uh, this match is really super. Like, one of the best of the Monday Night Raw era. Just, um, yeah, just, uh, super wrestling. Bulldog gets the win. Owen, not pleased, but no, uh, no blowout yet. But, uh, yeah, like, a new title. It was just, um, <laughs> just weird.
1: Now, quick question for clarification. Was it a tournament of Matches of wrestling or karate fighters?
0: No, this was eight wrestlers. Ah, okay. Or seven, I should say, eight wrestlers in, uh, seven, uh, seven matches, one on each night. Right.
1: He's made a belt so the British Bulldog could have one. Akin to the million dollar title where they're like, we said you could have the world title and we are sorry, but here is a title just specifically about you.
0: And then, uh, yeah, they. <laughs> Well, we'll get into Sean Michaels later on. <laughs> uh, but yes, the, the rest of the show was Cold Matches from uh, Germany on the 26th, not much of note. Hunter Herselmsy beat Brett by DQ, and then the crazy Amazon lady got in the ring and had a stare down with Brett, so clearly uh, committed to being a, um, <laughs> to being a crazed fan if she traveled across the <laughs> U.S.
1: The original Frank the Clown. <laughs> I saw Frank uh, on, uh, the news out of character. I think he was being asked about uh, whether he was scared that ISIS was going to kill him at Survivor Series. And he was like, I am not.
0: Okay, good to know. Uh, this show did a disastrous 1.9 rating, which is the... I imagine the lowest We're number... Getting there. there. <laughs> when they talk about the lowest number since 1997.
1: Talk to us next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Looking at this one here. And this led to, wait for it, big changes. It actually... <laughs> It actually did because on March tenth from uh, my hometown of Worcester Massachusetts the birth of the modern raw they rolled out the awesome intro of everyone fighting in an abandoned building said uh to the beautiful people by Marilyn Manson but it's that uh thorn in my side song if you watch it on the network now that was the uh, awesome shot of Austin walking through the explosions yep everyone fighting and bombs dropping and Blah, blah, blah. And, it's uh, the
1: lights in the box and the soul of me and the weapon and that and the soul of me and the wife I just lay face down. Raw is war's a warm Apple pie. <laughs>
0: I thought it was a... I guess thorn in my side, but that's a, a pejorative and probably not. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, but do you want a thorn in your eye? I you...
0: can't <laughs> yeah, absolutely uh. not. I'll take one of my side but in my eye, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this just felt <laughs> it just felt cool. Yeah. so like, yeah. so lucky
1: for them to just figure it out next week with the
0: current boss. <laughs> yeah, they've been using the old, uh, theme, going back to the inception of Raw. So, um, yeah, and the hmm. yeah. show yeah. is <laughs> now called Raw is War. They changed <Okay>. the set. We had a big Titantron, Tron, Tyro at the beginning, an interview to kick off the show, so nothing has changed in the last 19 years or so. I mean, it, well, I mean it really is telling like, okay, this is what I'm watching now.
1: Joe, I hate to kind of call you out and expose okay. you on your own show, but wasn't it just from nine to ten o'clock called Rod's War and they shift over to the war zone from ten to eleven, a different other that, show, or did that come later?
0: Might be later. I'm not gonna uh I don't know. Well it looks like what my hubris
1: that? has exposed me. <laughs>
0: Uh yes so because of the European tour we had two week build to Wrestlemania I mean they were just tossing matches out there like the Sultan came out after a Rocky Maivia match so he got a nice title shot and Rocky pulled out Tony Atlas from the crowd for backup his dazzled tag partner and the Nation confronted Ahmed Johnson who had the Legion of Doom for backup so we had a six man Chicago street fight set and Mankind Invader getting a tag title shot because of reasons and um, <laughs> Ken never announced he was going to referee the Austin Hart match at Wrestlemania because he knew submissions and by the way Austin and Hart were in fact having a submission match at Wrestlemania
1: He <laughs> you know damn submission room <laughs> uh,
0: they also had China come out with Triple H again to attack Goldust and Marlene oh who
1: that lady from the crowd
0: yeah, I believe she was named as such at this
1: time. Because
0: she delicate. It's funny, because at the European show, like, the Triple H clearly took her, like, no, she is with me, and, like, raised her hand. and They're like, who is this mystery woman? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Little continuity flub. Anyway, March 17th. Uh, big thing here, we had a cage match between Sid and Bret Hart. So, for the title... Six days out, we had not confirmed the Mania main event. Not surprisingly, uh, Steve Austin and Undertaker got involved to ensure that they would be in the title match at uh, WrestleMania. And in the end, Brett's about to walk out the door. Undertaker slams it in his face, allowing Sid to climb out and win. After the match, Vince is in the ring, trying to get some words from Brett. It starts with the standard, you must be frustrated line of questioning. Brett interjects by shoving Vince to the mat. Frustrated isn't the goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. This is all on the network, by the way, if you, uh... Austin comes on the titantron, calls hard a loser. Sid comes back out. Brett says, everyone knows he's the best. I don't know shit, Sid retorts. That's <laughs> it. Anyway, Undertaker shows up. We had a big brawl breakout. Brett punches Pat Patterson. Vince just flips his lids. got, Brett's on no good dirty. And then uh, Sean saunters out, just kind of looks on at everything. Uh to go-home angle, but uh, at this point, like, what were you feeling about the show? Like, were you like, yeah, WrestleMania, or like,
1: hmm, I <laughs> was like, oh, I can't believe these three uncensored teams will compete for control <laughs> of Turner Broadcasting. The three yes. great factions, WCW, NWO, and, I don't know, Roddy Piper's <laughs> Friends. Basically, yes. Um, yes. I was, um... I can't really rectify my thoughts at the time. I don't know. It was just, to me at that point, even every WrestleMania that happened, including Eleven, was like, oh, I guess this is counts. It's history. (laughs) I certainly had no feeling of like, hey, I bet this Bret Hart, Steve Austin, D-Leo is going to change the business forever. I also, uh, um... The the Vince getting more uh less announcer guy and more owner man. I was like, yeah. hey, now I don't quite understand this, but I have an inkling here. I know in reality that he is this, but somehow I still hadn't completely like hmm. crystallized what he was. You were older than me, so surely you understood our
0: The aftermath. You and I actually revealed it. Yes, we <laughs> had all the scoops yokozuna joining the heart foundation but we'll get to that later on i remember the um yes the the titular after magazines would uh had revealed that earlier on which was mind-blowing at its time because it's like you know you work somewhere some guy like hey that guy <laughs> there and then, oh wait he owns the company and largely runs the industry you're in so
1: and you know i thought both the uh the the deal in october and then this scenario with Brett and Vince is all just like very surreal foreshadowing of doing mm-hmm. this angle of Bret Hart being so mad at Vince and Vince being like apprehensive in the in the October one that Bret Hart might leave the World Wrestling Federation. And then I'm sure it made for a great filler uh, B roll in Wrestling with Shadows. And then,
0: <laughs> oh, we can
1: just show this? Well so that actually fits perfectly. Thank you.
0: This is the best long term story they never tried to look. So all right. Uh, oh, they had the Slammy Awards, the Friday before WrestleMania. The last one until uh, 2008, I believe, so. Uh Owen Hart won Best Bowtie, a shocking upset over Bob Backlund. Yokozuna also nominated in that category. I don't know if they meant his Stomach Tire, but... uh For the Loose Screw Award, Mankind won. The other nominees were Sid, Austin, Bob Backlund. Do you remember who else?
1: Loose Screw... T.L. Hopper also, from his wrench. Uh
0: Cosmo Kramer. Of the show. <laughs> wow. Which seems... Um,
1: why is he eligible?
0: I don't know. I question why he is eligible. He was not a guest host. It was not a thing at the time. Why wasn't so.
1: Elaine then like the delicious?
0: <laughs> <laughs> a fine question, but um, I don't know. Uh, Helmsley also basically told Sonny, she's good for one thing, and according to his friend, she's not very good at it, so... <clears throat> Times, classy. The uh, man, you know, pushes the divas. So, <laughs> yep. Another question. What an IRL prick, Joe.
1: <laughs> Not even being a joke. Just, you Joe. know, I think we've gotten I to hear? know this guy over time, and kind of, right. Kind of a, a bully temperament.
0: Hmm. Perhaps. All right. WrestleMania 13. Uh, on the one hand, this was a terrible show. Uh all in all but
1: um, oh I'm sorry other... I two thoughts that occurred to me one Ahmed Johnson said wheelchair wrestling on the Slammies. no
0: <laughs> and I he did he did not it. not on the network so I, I can't cannot verify oh
1: I'm pretty sure he did he was like this is good action not like the people at wheelchair wrestling
0: <laughs> are you sure that's what he said
1: <laughs> paraphrase
0: he may have been pontificating on some other issue
1: and um uh yeah Steve Austin was not happy that he was not the new sensation over
0: by the mm. <laughs> Steve Austin, eight-year vet, uh, or seven at
1: that point. He just kind of, uh, he took it about the same way Sid did when uh, um, Hogan vs. Flair was announced at that wrestling oh, that's price right. for WrestleMania 8.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't stand up till they announce your name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. proceed see,
1: WrestleMania 13.
0: You know. Uh, yep, I'm going
1: wrestling and go on.
0: Yes, where it had to succeed, it, it hit a grand slam. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, the the show Listen and Learn. What is this? It's a show... Where Some
1: kind of infomercial?
0: Make, it's a uh, podcast on our, our network where the guests uh, make lists. And, uh and what the happens? Net, then we read them.
1: To... In service of what?
0: <laughs> it's supposed to be uh, educational and uh, entertaining. Oh, that's the Learn. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's a learning part. Oh. Anyway, for the show, the best match of the 90s, um, uh, really a Rosetta Stone for this show. Uh, myself, uh, Matthew, and Alan all named the Brett Austin submission match the best of the 90s, and I went as far to say, if you factor in historical significance, let say degree of dif- difficulty with the double turn, it's the best matching company history. So, do you have a hot take on that hot take?
1: Um, nope, only the... Counter hot take of don't say the Survivor Series matches better. Just let this be, right? For yeah, all the but, reasons oh. you said. You like No, this mm, is... I'm more of a technical aficionado, so that mm. million dollars sleeper counter.
0: No, this checks every possible box you could have in turn, like it has an iconic shot of Austin covered in blood.
1: They can literally do a headline that says blood from a stone. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: I thought, uh, The cycle yeah, like, of our business
1: in which we are competing, Joe. Right here.
0: And, um, yeah, I thought uh, the announcing was, uh, excellent. The storytelling. Just everything was just, yeah, I'm, God I yeah, like, some of the stuff I'm like, oh, I've seen, you know, X Match recently. I don't need to rewatch it. I couldn't wait to rewatch this. And the, I don't know. It still holds up. It's just freaking great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, basically the end, uh, Brett has a sharpshooter on. Austin passes out, doesn't give up. Brett wins. Gets a big pop, but when he attacks Austin, and backs down from Ken Shamrock. The crowd turns on him, because uh, Shamrock <laughs> threw him like, across the ring. I remember that, too. So um, Real weight loss yeah. takeover. Yep.
1: Well Ken done. Shamrock, I wonder how... I mean, what kind of crash course did he take in officiating to make these judgment calls?
0: That's true. This is a big call. This is not, uh, you know, a high school football game mm-hmm. the
1: soup
0: yeah you're making calls on here
2: mm-hmm.
0: anyway I'm sure Austin beat him up at some point for his transgressions yeah
1: that's why he joined the corporation
0: oh yeah well sadly we had the rest of the show which had a 20 minute Sid Undertaker main <laughs> event which um, not as long as it sounds because Brett came down and <laughs> just gave a speech at the start Sean's a pussyfooter Undertaker's not friend anymore and uh Sid's a fraud so Sid bombed him an effective rebuttal. And, uh, yeah, Sean was on commentary for this match, not saying a whole lot outside of burying Brett. Uh, it's not great. Both guys yeah, worked hard. Um, yeah, I don't know why this didn't go, like, 13 minutes, but Brett came back out, hits it with a chair, which led to Undertaker hitting the tombstone, getting the win, and uh Undertaker gets to have his moment, which um he would have, like, 12 more in the years that followed, but at the time, it was nice to see, you know, this guy getting his uh, little moment in the sun.
1: Uh, yeah, they can show it, the, um, glamour shot of him doing his Undertaker pose with the belt and all that. It fits in all the Undertaker videos and such. The actual what happened, not so good. Well. But congratulations, Undertaker.
0: Indeed. Uh, the rest of the show, yikes. Uh, it opened with a four-way tag team match with the Headbangers, Blackjacks, Furnace and LaFawn, and the Godwins. Electric and Fras Lafon got DQ'd and counted out in about five minutes and the headbangers ended up winning and got a title shot the next night's raw. Dave gave us negative stars. I thought it was a little bit better than that, but what was not better was Rocky the Sultan, which was horrendous. Like probably like, I honestly think a top ten worst WrestleMania match <laughs> in my mind. Should that show ever come to fruition? A show, a format where we could list ten bad things. Uh and the Rocky Backlash really kicked in here. Uh, Rock One got attacked by the heels afterwards. And who ran in for the save? <laughs> but his dad. And, like, what about Tony Atlas, who had been in previous settings like this? It was there! They showed him in the crowd! What was he doing? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean. <laughs>
1: Thankfully, they <laughs> redeemed themselves with a three-star match at Survivor Series 2 Bounds, so. Dad sold his ribs real good from getting bonsai. Uh, see. I was Hold also going to ask you, isn't it funny also that, that it seems to have been this string of like great Usos four-way pre-show matches at the last couple WrestleManias, and this this did not have the same dizzying array of high spots and false finishes? <laughs> it did not. They did not <laughs> lay out like a match for the Godwins to do some hot dives and everyone get their moves no. in? Okay.
0: They did not. Sadly, <laughs> no. All right. And uh, let's see, Goldust Triple H is pretty boring and long, and Triple H won. Yay! Uh,
1: Intercontinental title is two years and counting of the most boring ass Marrow versus Goldust versus Triple H series of matches. It's just interminable. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was rough for a while, yeah, but
1: um, I well, I mean, uh, the Intercontinental title match, which I know it's not. I just mean like yeah. you guys feuding with each other
0: in perpetuity. Yeah. It just, I mean, the actual, um, well, I guess it was about, yeah, about a year or so straight of this nonsense, yep. but Owen would win soon, and things would be better for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. Let's see, Ba-ba-ba-ba.
0: oh, the, yeah, the tag title match went to a double count out, which, great ending for WrestleMania. <laughs> Crowd was, I mean, really did nothing by that point. The only other good thing was the Chicago street fight, although they did not go into the street. Uh, it felt like a proper escalation to the feud. They kept it pretty short, 10 minutes or so. Kind of your proto hardcore match, tables, fire extinguishers, chairs. Kind of a weird ending. They just hit Crush with a board and won, but, um, gave PG 13 an awesome double doomsday device afterwards. And Cole Cabana made his, uh, WWF debut attacking Hawk during the match. So, <laughs> there you go. That is WrestleMania.
1: The, um, it was how many years prior that the, they killed Chicago? when the Road Warriors had that dusty finish?
0: Oh, Jeez, that was like, December '88, yeah, eight? so, like that, yeah, so, I guess, they're still paying the price. <laughs> A
1: little over eight years. Um, okay. I guess that's the second best match on the show, huh? Yep. Huh. Well, congratulations so I, to
0: them. <laughs> your homework is, um, definitely, if you haven't seen it, I can't imagine you haven't, uh, watched the Austin, uh, Brett match, and the Final Four match, and, uh, Watch the Raws leading up to this. They're interesting. I was like, oh, God, two-hour Raws. No. Yeah. Double but the, it was, the shows were exciting and interesting, and it's like, oh, I want to view this now as a viewer. Okay, no it, it makes a difference.
1: Huh. Well, I mean, Austin was watching the same shows. He was at home, had a busted knee, and he found out he was going to be in this submission match.
0: That's right. Oh, I, I almost forgot the, um, during the European tour, they interviewed Austin at home, but they first cut to him, he was not there, and then you hear a toilet flush, <laughs> so I brought his microphone into the bathroom somehow.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> and he uses the bathroom, so that's, uh, canon. He did not, he did not wind his watch. He had the other option now.
1: Uh, if it wasn't uh, such a home. hassle, I would take this microphone and flush my own toilet through the house. <laughs> Oh
0: well. Yeah.
1: Um... Yes. So, since it was in Chicago, a lot of these, like, redo WrestleMania and just say all the matches were good are sometimes flights of fancy, but I think it, it would not be hard to put, like, at least a pretty good show together, um, even if you just start by splitting the tag title match into two singles matches between the partners.
0: Mm, that would seemingly be better.
1: And I think <laughs> Foley in his book says that was where they were going with him and Vader, and then it was... That the idea instead was they need to be together and break up first, but then they never ended up having
2: their few.
0: No, they didn't. Were they supposed to win the titles, but they just kind of decided with what was happening with the Heart Foundation and all that. It would be better if Bulldog and Owen kept those titles. I believe so. All right. It also gave us a, uh, a memorable title change on Raw, but that is for another time. Next time, in fact. So that's where we are Things are uh <laughs> So that was <laughs> a Gurgling toilet You got there I hope it doesn't flush That is
1: the Google result Of Or the YouTube
0: result Of <laughs> oh. toilet flushing And
1: it Actually More complicated Than I had hoped It just
0: kept Why does someone have a toilet flushing On um, On YouTube Can you cool.
1: doubt for a second That there aren't like Dozens to choose from
0: <laughs> I guess just change shit like this, huh? Mm.
1: Oh, good. Let's try this one, see if it's a more natural radio flush. <laughs> 17-second build-up. Oh, he's <laughs> leaning over to the handle. Okay. That, been that didn't fun. sound proper. Oh, and then the man does a thumbs-up. That was uh, Toilet Flush by YouTube user William Higgins. You can find it at youtube.com slash watch question mark V equals T hyphen 3 L Q 3 X Q K A W. Not oh sensitive, I hope. It's so big. Oh, my
0: God. So, hey, Sid, who did his pants in that match? You didn't tell them that. I thought that was just an urban legend. I hope it's true. Well, <laughs> strange conversation on this show I have to say speaking of Sid I had to close on this people complain about the front page uh, um, <laughs> things on the SW, uh, Wrestling Observer website Your the front page contributions but before that there was Dave's mailbag and someone actually it was Evan Schlesinger who I believe was notable on Rec Sport Pro Wrestling at the time said then the top ten reasons Sid should not be the champ and uh, many of them about his wrestling acumen, what have you. But um, number five, Arkansas already has one idiot on top. I don't know if that's a Clinton reference.
2: Surely is. Because
0: he was president of the United States at that
2: point.
0: I suppose he did, but not the governor. I don't know. And uh, number three, value jet will take you higher than his choke slam. So I would kind of hope so, because you're in an airplane flying somewhere. You should go higher than the, you know, eight or so feet that takes you off the track. Yeah. I mean, that sounds good, but you think about it for a second, it's like, well, yeah.
1: Uh-huh. That's...
0: Well. <laughs> right. What?
1: Maybe if it was an airplane spin or something. I don't know. Well, <laughs> right, I guess it is an actual skyscraper, so maybe they're supposed <laughs> to
2: scale that. Uh-huh. I guess so.
1: Huh. I'm going to get to this WrestleMania 13 in Chicago. It's a pretty hot show, Joe. Uh, really? For historical purposes, they did need to like bottom out there. You have to get bad before you can get better, or whatever that thing goes. Your canary ass, yes. which fix your wolf <laughs> mouth. What?
0: A crocodile mouth.
1: Now your eyes cry wolf while your mouth cries. I'm not afraid of animals like you. Um, check out this card, my man. Okay, okay. main event. Um, how about the World Wrestling Federation champion Bret Hart, who won the belt at the Final Four pay per view? Uh, defending against mm, Steve Austin in an I Quit match uh, and a double turn, and I guess a heel retention would be fairly historic at this point in time, but still. Mm. Not bad, right? No. And then I guess Undertaker versus Sid in a drastically <laughs> time-cut match <laughs> yes. can be on your undercard. I don't know if you just wanted to, like, pump up. Or maybe we already pulled that Undertaker-Sid match to uh, 92 when we booked a Hogan Flair WrestleMania.
2: Mm-hmm. I guess that's true, too. Savage
1: versus Jake, and probably some kind of, if Jake the Snake loses, he's dead match. When he <laughs> has. Uh, Owen versus Bulldog for the European Championship. Vader versus Mankind, or should I say Cactus Jack from 1993 WCW. And um, then I'm sure it would be boring, but just for historical purposes, have Rock versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley, so they can show it again. And be like, can you? that's crazy. They were here, and now they're the top guys in this biz. It'd actually be a pre match of the match will change to their singles main event at WrestleMania two thousand when we redo that show. Which could also okay. still need to be drastically overhauled. Anyway, that's fine. And then, you know, Goldust vs. uh whoever the fuck, Life Cassidy, I don't care.
0: <laughs> you said Life Cassidy. Yeah.
1: That's the correct pronunciation.
0: Oh okay. Alright, so um, yeah, this WrestleMania did a te- uh, is this the worst of all time as far as, uh, buys go? Beaten handily by a Commonplace WCW pay-per-view the same month, and, uh, but things were looking up. They so were getting better.
1: First year 97 is the
0: biggest fire of the year, in fact. That's true. So, uh, yeah. Some, uh, good things That happen in the head So, I mean, that basically, that was quicker I thought we'd be crack two hours easily, but, uh, here we are. We'll pass the 90 minute mark. Give or take.
1: Ah, strangely efficient. That just
0: yeah, that's it was not weirdly efficient. No, I appreciate.
1: Maybe that. could it be as things slowly get better, <laughs> there's less to talk about and go on weird tangents? Cause,
0: no, that might be. Hey, we went on some odd tangents tonight. I have to say, I if only I had that toilet
1: flush video open.
0: Oh, what a shame.
1: In the perfect time. Oh well. Um. Yep. So we've done. Um. One, two, three, four, five, five of these regular Joe years, and then you start splitting up into mini years. So we've done like more than we're into the double digits of these shows. And next time will be a period of wrestling that is considered good for the first time.
0: <laughs> I believe this is number. Two. We did uh, five for each year, two for '95. Uh, four for 96, that's 11, this would be 12.
1: Uh, okay, so <laughs> number 13 will be a period of wrestling. So we are. Considered aesthetically pleasing and
0: good. Yes, yeah, so if we continue this, uh, four for each year, we have 11 left, so we've passed the halfway point of our project. Oh, shit. Well, keeps us busy, I guess.
1: Ah, alright. Yeah, it's good also, to stay active.
0: Yeah. I have to. Uh, I want to thank you for being on. Hope well, you okay. have a lovely holiday season. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. Fifth and. Uh,
1: con- okay, I think. In light of what? Fifth night of Hanukkah. Oh yeah. Also the fifth light of them. Oh.
0: Okay. And um, yes, the the tenth anniversary of your versus the World looms large in the year twenty sixteen. Worth noting. and uh, do you have anything do you have uh, anything to plug there Mm
1: -hmm. no I'm going to listen and learn with Matt on this URL and then theoretically unless you just refuse we'll talk about TLC or you may just
0: not feel like going (laughs) I wouldn't rule it out but I should what happens
1: if the 4 o'clock football game is like really close at the end and you want to stay and see how it ends
0: Hmm. I don't know.
1: You don't have to go, Joe.
0: (laughs) I kind of want to. uh, I am curious to see how this plays out. I'm guessing nothing. Go,
1: Joe. Be a hero like me. Boo the main event. And be (laughs) like, it wasn't that funny match where they just, like, shit on it. (laughs) That should be very reminiscent of that uh, Survivor Series title match you saw. That's true, too. Something tells me this will be better than that. Like, these two dudes are going to fall through stuff and hit each other hard and work a lot harder than the big show and Randy Orton did.
0: Very likely, although. <laughs> I imagine they're, like, given the depth problems at this point, they're probably played safer than. Ah, uh, yeah. everyone was healthy. And
1: also. I'm going to have the called shot. They'll have a very, like, overthought finish of creativity and being like, oh, man, I can't believe that they electrically shocked the belt and wrote the pull. Right <laughs> right. you got to win. Man, that TV blew up again. Exactly. Damn. Oh, God. TV's revenge.
0: <laughs> it got Dean. It's coming for a track. <laughs>
1: Those two guys just love
0: to be special. that happened. I yeah. forgot about it. That was horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. The more I think about it, the more they should just can the December pay per view. Just say, you know what, Survivor Series? Hey we got Truth, to the Truth, we got the Slammies, we got to start rolling out the rumble, you know, it's the holidays. Just do it. Now
1: Joe, you're play acting a tweet that you did at this I
0: tweet did. but
1: what's is funny is at the to- i for the whole time since then I was like, What is T T T T? And now I know. I was <laughs> like, This Tuesday Tink Texas? And it finally makes sense to me.
0: All right. Yes. The space character limits, I should say, of um Twitter necessitated the the abbreviation. I apologize. Oh
1: no, it's practically shorthand at this point for diehard wrestling fans to know how T-T-T-T is. T-T-T-T-T.
0: Characters unwelcome on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, Mr. Robot. <laughs> you and your hacks. <laughs> huh, so, man. uh, so I recommend the, uh, the List of Men Learn where you talked about what you were thankful for mm. in wrestling, which gave Matt an excuse to bitch about wrestling for two hours or mm. so. On Thanksgiving, no less.
1: Yeah. Matt got very, uh, transcendental about things and i was highly specific
0: mm, so, so studying contrast uh, yeah a Justin Shapiro show should I attend TLC have I go through with it's it it's coming yeah I'm like oh you know snow maybe nope it's like 50 hours
1: <laughs> yep it's gonna be a beautiful day
0: <laughs> beautiful night to stroll through mm-hmm. Boston phenomenal
1: okay well I mean also can I tell you character wise you did an incredible job delivering soliloquies as both Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels on this show. Oh, thank you. And Undertaker, uh, quite frankly. You did his uh, open challenge of Vader, so.
0: Oh, yes. Well, that was you, wasn't it?
1: Uh, nope. Oh, okay. I don't Fair enough. I, I don't know what he said to him You just said, like, hey, let's have a match. Oh, yeah. Another good paraphrase I mean, Yes. Did Sid poop his pants in that match? <laughs> these are the questions we leave with and we'll pass the baton to other podcasts. Did Sid Poop yes or no? Snopes. Uh what's Pete Lether up to? Did that babysitting girl still watch wrestling? And um these are all, you know, valid issues for contemporary times.
0: Alright. Well on that note, we're gonna wrap it up. And uh we thank you for listening. This is gonna do it for two thousand fifteen. For me at least I'm I don't know when we'll do the TLC show. Who knows? Maybe soon. I don't know. Mm. But uh, I have lots
1: of... No to real sense watch. of urgency?
0: <laughs> Likely not. Likely not. Or maybe I'll just want to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just call you that night. Okay. We'll see. I don't know. We'll call you on the drive home. Sure. Anyway. So, uh, thanks again. I hope everyone has a very happy holiday season. Thank you so much for a great 2015. 2016 will be memorable for this show. I assure you. Uh, like I said, the 10th anniversary looms. So, till then. Justin, any last words? Well,
1: I mean, I guess it is, you know, not to implicitly say anything, but, uh, some podcasts ask people to give them money, whereas ours in December usually says, why don't you make a donation to the March of Dimes, so mm, from an ethical standpoint, one is very good and one is not good, wouldn't you say, to instead of asking for money for yourself, mm, maybe instead saying to give it to charity will be a little superior from a character standpoint for people to do. Mm. So... Check out. Mm, guess it does make us just, just a little bit nicer than people who ask for things. Ooh, you know what, Joe? I'm being facetious in that, and I think it sounded too real that people might think <laughs> I, I was talk actually it. making fun of anyone, which is a perfectly valid and actually fairly uh, common thing to do now. So, no, I was just making a joke about that. But, yeah, do a donation, though, to the March of Dimes. They're nice. Oh, thank
0: you. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.